Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, this is Tim Birch and today, I know I say it every week, this is a very special guest. Well, uh, yeah, this is another very, very special guest. Uh, we've had some ongoing conversations with the California Land Surveyors Association for several years, and it's finally, it's finally here. We finally uh, agreed on an MOU, and uh, California is coming in as a, a 100% membership state. So with me today is their current president, Warren Smith, and uh, actually Warren and I have been going back and forth on a couple of things, and it's not just even the MOU, it's... Uh, the, the monumentation preservation or monumentation reestablishment with wildfires and we'll get into a few of these things that uh, Warren thank you for joining me today and I, I, I just I'm thrilled to death that uh, we've been able to meet meet in person and be able to do this well thank you Tim yeah it is a pleasure to finally meet in person yeah and not zoom not zoom because we've seen each other on several zoom meetings that uh, crossed a couple of chapter meetings and so it was yes it is always great to put a a real face with a real voice with a real person and so uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your background besides being the California pre, current California president what what do you do what's your daily life well uh, I am a county surveyor so uh, a lot of it reviews maps that are submitted for approval and and dealing with uh, landowners issues uh, and in all of course the public uh, holdings uh, uh, in the county that, that I'm county surveyor in Sure, sure. Uh, so, how how long have you been how long have you been a county surveyor? How long have you been a surveyor? Yeah. Well, I, I was licensed in uh, 1980 here in California. Uh, I began in the mid 70s, back in the manual drafting days, <laughs> and uh, yeah, was in the private sector for 15 years and uh, became a city surveyor in Southern California. Was that for 22 years? And uh, now I've been a county surveyor at that level for the last nine. Okay. So what's the what's the day to day responsibilities of of a county surveyor uh, here? And I guess you're in the are you in the Bay Area? Where are you at? Actually, uh, we're in the uh, Sierra foothills. Uh, ah, okay. Part of our county encompasses Yosemite National Park, and, and a lot of it is uh, national forest. Okay. Uh, but the remaining lands, it, it has to do with research uh, by local surveyors providing that and uh, landowners themselves. Okay. Well, and it just sounds like it's a terrible, terrible place where you live. It's oh, good. it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point in my career, it, it really suits my pace. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, like we said, president of, of CLSA, uh, what... How did you get get involved with CLSA? Well, it, it was uh, not immediately after I was became licensed. Uh, it was several years after that when I started uh, setting monuments with my tags in the ground and signing maps, and, and I realized I need to network. I need to expand my exposure to other like-minded surveyors and 
get help with, uh, with any survey organization with common issues. Well, so, very good. Yeah, so that was in 1986, and uh, yeah, since then, uh, you know, I, uh, as with most organizations, it's at the chapter level, the, the basic building blocks that uh, an awful lot of the local application of, of survey issues uh, gets, gets taken care of. And then you have the uh, parent organization that collects uh, all that activity and identifies issues and collaboratively tackles those issues. So now beginning July 1st, uh, California will now collaborate on a national level. And uh, honestly, we're, we're, we're thrilled. We really are thrilled. Um, I guess that's, it's interesting, uh, you know, some of the discussions we've had that, you know, California is a geographically pretty good-sized state. 20 chapters? 20 chapters. Oh, I just, because my, my background was, my career was in Illinois with 10 chapters, so I can't imagine what it's like herding in 20 chapters at a, at a state level. Yeah, well, the geography is diverse. Uh, today we're in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I think we have five chapters uh, probably within sight of, of this facility. Really? Okay, okay. And uh, just up and down the state, uh, there, there are that many diverse uh, local uh, issues. Okay. So uh, 20 is an appropriate number. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, and you talk about the diversity of, of California. Um, you know, that's one thing that I've noticed from various states. It goes from a lot of metropolitan areas to a, quite often a lot of rural areas that there is a different mentality when it comes to surveying in these different areas. In approach, it, it's the research. Uh, here in California, we have ranchos, which were exempt from the uh, public land survey system. Up in the foothills, we have uh, mining claims, and that's another thing to be concerned about. Uh, in, north of the Bay Area, we have two major rivers converge in, in the delta, and those were exempt from federal disposition. They were swamp and overflow lands, which were uh, dispensed by the state. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess throughout your career and what you've, what positions you've held, you know, one of the themes that we always try to talk about is the advancement of the profession. So I guess from your perspective, uh, where, you know, where surveying is, surveying is at now with the technology, uh, mentoring. I mean, we, we're, we've, we're, we're gradually going from the three, four, five man crews to the two man crew, now the one man crew and, and a lot of the places you've been and, and, and worked, can we keep this up? I mean, we still need, we still desperately need that mentoring. We, we do, and, and one of the things that NSPS brings to the table is the Young Surveyors Network. Uh, yes. This is the newer generation, uh, newly licensed in LSIT's uh, studying. And one of the things that uh, is their goal, and I remember back when I was that age, is to expose to, to us uh, older folk <laughs> and and the exposure to how it was that not just in our time but our predecessors uh, were working with less modern equipment right and the goal of all retracements is to follow in those footsteps so uh, any gathering we have that that shows how hands-on how that was done and compare it to the precision we have today uh, needs to merge those two in, into a proper retracement philosophy. Right. 
So that's a, that's a great group that NSPS has put together and, and is pretty active in California already. Well, and a name I've heard, I think transplant from Nevada is, uh, is Sarah Walker. Very true. Uh, yeah. She's a past, uh, surveyor says guest and just a dynamo. So a little shout out to, to Sarah out there for, uh, for her involvement, getting engaged right away once she moved, moved to California recently. Oh yes. Yeah. Just uh, a week ago, we, uh, had a camp out with, uh, probably a dozen young surveyors on the, uh, Mount Diablo initial point. This is the initial point for most of Northern California and all of Nevada. And uh, a behind-the-scenes tour and some hands-on uh, work with chains and surveyors' compasses and transits uh, put on by the Historical Society. So that was a, a great learning experience and hands-on. Did it get chilly overnight? Uh, a, a bit, but not... <laughs> this, this is June. <laughs> this is June. Okay. Well, it... Uh, it, it, it I, my first... This is my first visit to the San Francisco area, so uh. it's... It does get a little chilly here for, for, for me for June. Around the bay it does, but, but that's uh, inland a bit, and uh, okay. It's, okay. it's surrounded by valleys, so, so there's enough heat to keep, uh, keep it normal. So what other things are going on at CLSA that, uh, that you know, during your presidency that really uh, has your attention and things that you want to see uh, dealt with and accomplished while you're president? Yeah, one of my platforms is uh, uh, survey monument preservation, and, and not just the ones that are getting paved over by local agencies, but in the aftermath of disasters. Uh, here, mostly, it's wildfires, but could be floods, could be hurricane, tornadoes, whatever it is when FEMA and, and the insurance companies come in, uh, that steps be taken to not make the cure worse than the cause, and that is the uh, equipment that comes in to rebuild and uh, remove toxic material, not disturb or destroy existing Surrey monuments. Right. So, so there's a program uh, that uh, one of our local surveyors, Mike Corderoli, is propounding that has uh, particularly building officials, but local agencies that are regulating the reconstruction effort uh, have on their checklist not just right of entry for damaged tree removal and the grading efforts, but that uh, surveyors identify and reset as necessary that monumentation so that the rebuilding is done within the limits of people's property ownership. Sure, sure. Well, tell us a little bit about the when, when they go in to clear some of these areas. I mean, I didn't realize, not thinking about it, after a fire... The toxic material. I mean, all of this building material and such, it's all sitting on top. It's got to go somewhere before it can be basically rehabbed. Right, and and uh, no one other than the specially trained crews with their equipment, hazmat suits and the like, uh, are are actually allowed on site. So um, FEMA has has that down, and and the idea is to expand on that to subsequent to the sites being declared safe to visit is to have that reconstruction. Uh, the impetus, I know, for Mike's efforts began at the, in the town of Paradise during the campfire a few nice. years ago where it essentially got wiped out. And uh, the rebuilding effort turned out to have unforeseen consequences where the overhead power lines were, were determined to go underground 
And those trenching machines took out miles worth of uh, right-of-way monuments that define oh, property corners. Okay. So um, uh, one of the lessons learned from that is to have checklists uh, upon reconstruction and make sure that doesn't happen. Exactly. Well, and I think that's that's one thing that we, you know, we've talked about at the national level in this monumentation preservation effort. It's not like uh, we can gather a group of surveyors from across the country and just come in and start basically carpet bombing and, and, and locating all these things. I mean, it's still California. It's still a state-specific survey activity to do this work. Well, it is, and, and yet uh, there are federal uh, interests, such as uh, National Forest and, oh, and the true, like, yes. that have uh, plans and a lot of funding and authorization to do uh, fire prevention, uh, fire breaks and the like uh, with the urban interface. So that's the point where an inventory pre-construction uh, would want to take place. Sure. To, to inventory and some of these section corners and, and the like boundary corners have not been seen since they were set 100 120 years oh ago okay. so, so that's the idea is to get pre-existing database of, of these monuments get them tied out and and flagged up so the uh, equipment that does this clearing uh, does not take them out very good very good or they can be reset if, if they happen to be well, where do you think we're at in the in the process now? I mean, what what needs to be the next step to fully implement this program? I mean, we need to get something going. Yeah, what we found in in, in our uh, Zoom meetings with staff for uh, uh, congressmen is that uh, the authorizing legislation is one thing, and the funding, but it's in the enactment by the uh, Department of Agriculture, the National Forest Service, the, the actual agencies that contract out uh, that they have procedures in place to hire local surveyors quality based uh, uh, qualification based of course and then uh, have that as part of their budget it's far more efficient uh, time wise and and money wise to have it tied out in advance and prevent them from being disturbed or destroyed uh, rather than to bring it in later it's much like uh, the difference between a lost and an literated corner right right uh, you either have nearby evidence or you have to bring it in from a mile from four directions and it won't quite be in the same place so it's just an unforced error and, and the idea is to work with the agencies that perform and contract this out to tighten up those regulations I guess ultimately Who's going to oversee that survey operation? Is this going to fall back to a county surveyor? Is this in most cases it does. Uh, okay. We have a pilot program uh, in my county, Tuolumne County, with the Stanislaus National Forest, and the first several versions of their uh, fire breaks um, have been next to subdivisions, and uh, as part of that contracting, uh, those property corners are identified, flagged up. And, and essentially inventoried so that as the brushing crew comes in, uh, they stay on the federal side and not onto private property. Okay. So, so that's been a bit of a success story. Okay. I'd like to replicate that. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because obviously these types of situations with these forest fires are not going to go away. These wildfires are not going to go away. I mean, we'll try to mitigate as much as we can to try to reduce those opportunities, but 
it's 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 I shouldn't say it's human nature, but it's it's going to happen. Oh yeah, and so so these are we we want to make good on the success stories and not repeat uh, missed opportunities. Exactly. Well, I guess the other part of that, I mean, okay, so it would be overseen by the county surveyor. In this day and age, when it's so hard to get a surveyor to come out to do anything to engage, you know, because they're, everybody's so busy, is that going to be another hurdle that's going to to be out there for this operation? Is to find consultants to do this work? It, it is, and that's uh, part of the planning is to have a, a list of uh, qualification based. Uh, surveyors, uh, companies that are part of the contracting uh, end of things. Okay. So, so the front end planning uh, makes up for a lot of that. Okay, well, very good. Um, what do you think it's going to take to really get this? I mean, do, do we need to continue our outreach, continue our, our pressing of uh, both our state and federal legislators to, to, to make sure that this program continues to move forward? It, it does. It's going to take persistence and, and reaching out to our associated uh, uh, colleagues, uh, professional colleagues. We have uh, the Building Officials uh, Association. We right. have uh, obviously engineers and, and the design and, and planners for these projects to uh, be aware of it. Uh, the reconstruction is going to take place. The fire break prevention is going to take place. But plan, give surveyors a seat at the table. Uh, it's it's a great investment for a small part of the overall budget to do things right. Okay. So it will take persistence. Well, now the teams that are coming in to, to help do that surveying under the direction of the county surveyor, is there any kind of uh, coordination with, say, like the county recorder to have access to records at their fingertips? Well, that's the research part. And, and the county surveyor acts more of a... Uh, expediter facilitator Perfect. rather than contract administrator sure but uh, he or she does need to be aware of the implications of not doing so um, it's just not a good idea to uh, not do anything sure sure because I, I would hate for this to get this whole process to get tied up in red tape just trying to get recorded documents and and somebody wanting to you know, because obviously the recorder's offices are there to for public information, but uh, with this many documents, it would yeah. it'd be a, a significant uh, yeah. expenditure. Well, in, in, at least in California, county surveyor's function is to keep a geographic database and long before GIS and to provide that research to anyone uh, doing boundary retracements. So in, in design projects, that's just part of what we the function we provide. Okay, well, very good. Um, I would like to switch gears just a little bit here, and, and something you and I talked about a little bit um, off record or earlier um, was the, the our our change to a dynamic datum with the NSRS hmm. several years down the line with NGS. I think the rest of the country we kind of get it, we understand tectonic plates, whatever. You live in California you got things moving all the time. So can you kind of touch on how important a dynamic datum is going to be for not just California, but for the rest of us? Well, it is because it's a relative motion. Um, you and I are currently sitting on the Pacific plate, but 15 miles away is across the San Andreas Fault, the Pacific plate, which happens to be moving relative to us about two and a half centimeters a year. 
<laughs> northwesterly. So it's it's uh, that's active, and an awful lot of the developed uh, land in Southern California is on that Pacific Plate. Okay. So that's been studied. Uh, uh, for some time now, and now it's being adopted uh, into the national uh, data update. Okay. okay, so obviously you see value in 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 adopting this dynamic datum because it's like you said, everything's relative. All the static monuments that are placed throughout an, an area, it, they're okay within themselves, but when the whole plate is moving, uh, there's obviously there's obviously uh, you know. Some geographical considerations that need to be need to be taken. Right. Well, that's the fourth dimension. You have the X, Y, Z values, and then you exactly. now have the time value, uh, timestamp value, if you will, um, so that positions on the different plates um, have a, a constant that 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 can be applied. Pretty much like if I remember the acronym NTRF, uh, that that does estimate. Right. Uh, based on observations, what that relative movement is. Exactly. So this is just an adoption uh, to reflect <laughs> the fact that we can now measure these things as well as we can. Exactly. Well, and I guess that's that's one thing. A little shout out to our, our good friend Dave Doyle, who mm. uh, who constantly harps, metadata, metadata. That's yeah. what it's about. And it's I guess it's nice to hear uh, a, a true everyday application of, of a place that where that's that is important and that shift those shifts are important yeah and, and continual so what else is going on at, at clsa that uh, that we need to know about yeah well we uh, just finished up of course our western regional conference uh, which we got to co-host with four other states in the western federation of uh, professional surveyors so after a couple of year absence of not having in-house uh, or in-person meetings uh this is a great relief. I think we had something like 800 surveyors in attendance. Yeah, that's a great, that was a great attendance. Yes. Uh, and, and one thing I, I want to bring up that NSPS uh, uh, provides is what's known as a final point monument. Uh, just recently, we had a chance to, for a person to actually set his own final point, Steve Parrish. And, and I was able to be there for that ceremony. And, and it's a bit unusual uh, that he was able to do it. And uh, during the ceremony, hear accolades from, from all the people he's mentored over the years and uh, not let it go unpassed. He got to correct a lot of the anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I've heard nothing but uh, praise for not just the, the ceremony itself, but for the whole concept of, mm. yes, being able to have a, a, a celebration with that person rather than a eulogy. Right, yeah, it was a celebration of life that he got to participate in. <laughs> That's fantastic, and I, you know what, and, and ever since this is uh, really kind of came to light that this ceremony was going to happen, uh, yes, it's you don't want to kind of question your own mortality sometimes, but uh, to be able to have that and and to be around the people that you've you can you've enjoyed for years that you've mentored that have been all these influences I, I'm so glad that you all had an opportunity to do that oh yes 
and, and another thing NSPS is great at is uh, publicizing National Surveyors Week. Uh, got a chance uh, for our local county to uh, have our supervisors adopt a resolution honoring uh, the local survey community and had a chance for about a dozen of them to be present, be recognized, and get a nice group photo shot uh, so that their efforts uh, do not go unnoticed. And you know what, I'm glad you brought that up because I, th you know, I think, you know, so often when we think about National Surveyors Week, we think about true national recognition. That did we get anything from the president? Did we get anything from our governors or our, mm. our federal uh, representatives? But the fact you did it at your local level and the local surveyors could partake in this and uh, have others embrace the profession that we all love so well, um, kudos to you for, for doing that because I think mm. that's another, uh, another angle, another element that a lot of us haven't thought of and uh, we're definitely going to use that uh, at, uh, back in Frederick to, to promote it at, like, you, like you did at the local level to where you were truly appreciated. Right. Well, that's uh, what builds a local community, and, and uh, they, they take great pride in it. And they, they are following in their predecessors' footsteps and doing a great job of it. Well, that's, that is fantastic. Um, I mean, yes, that's the whole point of uh, National Surveyors Week is to take that time to, uh, to really appreciate each other in this great profession. But, yeah, a little bit of public recognition uh, never hurts, never hurts at all. And in this case, we had uh, from land surveyors and training through current employers to retired uh, county surveyors in this case. So it really ran the gamut of uh, how each generation takes over for the previous. Uh, so that was a bit of a prime example of mentoring in, in, in one ceremony. You got it. Well, and I like the fact that it wasn't just the retired the, the retired surveyors your contemporaries you're bringing in technicians you're bringing in SITs and and that the entire gamut of the profession was able to enjoy this moment that's right that's the next generation and and with the technology it may not take as many of us as it did before but uh, they still need to <laughs> use the basics follow the footsteps of us older slower uh, less efficient folks, but we, we did the best with the equipment we had, and so did our predecessors. You bet. So, uh, so what's on the radar for, for California and CLSA? Anything uh, that, uh, that you're really looking at going, going forward for the future? Yeah, uh, and as far as the future goes, I was, uh, didn't really have the Young Surveyors Network on my radar, but uh, spending time with them last week was very energizing. Uh, it's just uh, I, I happen to remember being that age and not having the opportunity uh, they did to be exposed in such a short amount of time to uh, the techniques that uh, some things you can learn in school and online, but the, the real hands-on and being at a place that uh, has a, a view of several hundred miles each direction is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be really really neat to see. So, um, well, I I, I got to tell you, Warren, it's been great to get to know you and uh, mm -hmm. to meet up. And uh, uh, any last parting shots for uh, for this week? 
Well, just uh, I really want to thank all the people of the California Land Surveyors Association from the chapter level, the committee level, that put in as a volunteer organization the hard work it takes to elevate and keep our profession going forward. So it's, it's a big step for us to join with uh, NSPS and looking forward to uh, continuing and, and uh, sharing resources is, is a large part of what that's about. Exactly, and I, I do have to piggyback on that a little bit because the the chapters that uh, that invited me uh, for a, a lot of their virtual meetings, uh, everybody was fantastic. A lot of great questions, a lot of a lot of you know voicing their concerns on what what representation through NSP, NSPS truly truly meant. And so uh, I, I can't thank, like you said, all the chapters and all the people that were involved. Uh, Rob McMillan, yourself, uh, it just everybody at the, at the officer level that uh, has been great to work with to to put a put a bow on this uh, little partnership, and uh, we look forward to a long, long, healthy relationship and uh, and uh, progress. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you. We look forward to it as well. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week of Surveyor Says. Uh, please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, we do have couple of great things coming up in the next few weeks, including uh, the longest running CST certificate holder and some of his protégés. So we're looking forward to a conversation with them and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.